Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast Association Medical Spa Insider. In another special member spotlight edition, membership relationship development specialist Michaela Bailey sits down with Jill Hawkins, Aesthetic Experience Director at Donaldson Plastic Surgery and Aesthetic Solutions. Hi guys, my name is Michaela Bailey. I'm back again with another membership spotlight and this time I am here with Jill Hawkins. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Michaela. Thanks so much for having me. Isn't it interesting how you find it hard to talk about yourself, even though you know yourself the best? I would agree. Um, I'm from a small town in Ohio, and I currently work in the aesthetic industry at Donaldson Plastic Surgery and Aesthetic Solutions in Dublin, Ohio. It's a suburb of Columbus. And I'm a mom. I have a six-year-old daughter. You can't tell. Thank you. (laughs) And um, yeah, I just, I love being a working mom. I love the the hustle of balancing career and family life and um, showing my daughter what an example of that looks like. So yeah, that's that's basically the gist. You're so wholesome and Midwestern. I love a Midwestern gal because I'm a Midwestern gal. Me too. I already we know. I'm going to love this episode. <laughs> so you're a member with AMSPA. How long have you been a member? I'm a pretty new member. Okay. I, I've only been a member for a few months. And I found AMSPA by searching Google for, you know, opportunities for business leaders in the aesthetic and med spa industry and, and looking for a peer group and just trying to connect with people who maybe do the same work as I do and, right. and just start building relationships and by and also just looking for people to connect with and collaborate with. I love that. And so I met Jill literally this weekend. <laughs> We're here in Atlanta and she had mentioned that she used to work for Aveda and she worked in salon spa. And I actually come from a salon spa background and I transitioned into medical aesthetics. So I was like, oh my God, like, We need to get on, we need to have a conversation because I mean, this is real. A lot of people move from salon spa to medical aesthetics. Mm -hmm. So I wanted our audience to know a little bit more about that. So tell me a little bit about that background and then how you decided to get into aesthetics. It it could be a little bit of a long story, but I'll share. We're here for a good time. So (laughs) yeah, um, when I was in high school, actually, I was 17 years old and thinking about what's next and everyone's talking about college and, Mm Even though I was a a good student and I enjoyed certain aspects of school, I just really couldn't imagine four to eight more years of of school, formal schooling. I feel that. So I started to to look into more trade type of education. Mm -hmm. And that's where I actually settled on the beauty industry, um, cosmetology. I decided I would go to the Aveda Institute in Columbus, Ohio for my um, trade schooling and getting a cosmetology license. And at the by the time I was 18, I already was licensed and had my career going. Oh so my gosh. I got a really early start and I was... I was just running with it. It was great. That's insane. Yeah. So I worked for Aveda for about 12 years and I absolutely loved every moment of it. I could not have thought that I would love a career as much and it was a great time. And Aveda is just, I mean, they're a pioneer definitely in the salon spa industry. And so how did you get into aesthetics? 
so the actually, other side. Yes, yeah. it was a really surprising transition, one that I did not expect. And one of those things where, you know, something that seems devastating at the time actually turned out to be hugely impactful in a positive way in my life. So with COVID, my job actually got eliminated. With the shutdowns, it was a really, you know, everyone was so insecure and not sure about what the future looked like, including myself. So just with luck and a connection that I had made through the Aveda world previously, I was able to join the team at Donaldson Plastic Surgery and grow their med spa because I, wow. I had a connection with someone who used to work with me and was now the COO of the company. So very grateful for that opportunity. And again, like I said, it was shocking that I, I had lost my job through COVID totally. and it happened to a lot of us and it really ended up being I don't really love the word blessing but <laughs> it feels like it was definitely a blessing to be invited onto the team and to join this industry right and then what was that transition like to move from salon spa over to medical aesthetics it was a, a definite learning curve. Okay. I'll be honest, I, I thought I knew it all and I had <laughs> it all together. And, you know, when you spend, at that time, 12 years, I'm, I'm only 30 years old, so that was a, right. a long time of my life, to be spending in one, in one place, I had a lot to learn. Mm. So I've grown a lot in the last couple of years. The transition, I definitely see the benefits of working in the beauty industry totally. as far as the salon and spa industry goes and how that's benefited me into my new career. Yeah. Um, but the transition was definitely more difficult than <laughs> expected. Absolutely, lots to learn. Are there any similarities you see between the two industries? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a lot of differences, but the most important similarity is the fact that our jobs and the way we spend our time is all about inspiring confidence in that. people. Mm -hmm. So it's not about vanity. You know, it's, it goes way beyond that. And exactly. the fact that I had already had that idea of what beauty is and what beauty means, it was, it was a good transition into this industry because I think a lot of people can assume that it's about big lips. It's about big boobs. It's about, right, you right. know, whatever else, but Really, it's about inspiring confidence, instilling confidence, and that really translated from the salon and spa industry into this industry really, really seamlessly and beautifully. Oh my gosh, you just like said that so eloquently. Like, I, I definitely agree with that. I think when you when you're in both worlds, I just always say I'm like, I do beauty. Like, yeah, yeah. I do beauty because it is like. And what you, is beauty? It's it's confidence, right? right? So it starts with. I'm confident, I mm -hmm. feel good in my own skin, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna feel great about myself. And then that's where beauty shows up. Mm -hmm. So so going even deeper than beauty and, and saying, I'm in the confidence industry. Totally. Is definitely something that I firmly believe. And what, what, what makes one person feel confident doesn't make the same person feel confident. So it's cool that like now we have all these opportunities for people to really enhance and things that they thought, oh my God, I could never change. It's something I have mm -hmm. to live with for the rest of my life. Like you, that one little thing can like change someone's life. Yeah, exactly. I think a really good example of what you're saying is 
you know, imagine someone, for example, who has had a few children and their their body is just different and and it really changes their relationship, their mm-hmm. marriage, their with their significant other, um, the way they present themselves at the beach or at the totally. pool. And maybe they they feel it every day because their pants are tight around, you know, their loose tummy skin. And, right. And all of the time and energy that it takes for them to think about these things. And, and when we can remove those barriers, they have other things to think about, mm-hmm. you know, like how, how they can show up even better for their family, their friends, themselves, the most important yeah. themselves. Um, so, yeah, it's really just about let's remove the, the things that hinder you and that you think about obsessively yeah. and that bother you so that you can move on to thinking about better and bigger things. You can live freely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this next part of the podcast, I call it Talk and Shop. And we're just going to like get down, dirty, and nitty-gritty about okay. aesthetics. We're just going to have some fun. <laughs> so my first question is, what aesthetic treatments have you had? What have I had? I have had Botox. I started getting Botox when I was 27. Okay. Very early on, I had static lines across my forehead and 11 lines. You know, definitely as a teenager, like most of us, was not super (laughs) focused on the importance of SPF, which I am now. So I am, you know... I have changed my ways. <laughs> I'm um, better now. Yeah, so I started off getting Botox at 27. It really helped me with my confidence level. Um, as a makeup wearer, it really helped things go on more smoothly. Oh, yeah, so totally. definitely was a great place to start. And I, I definitely get filler. I love a good cheek filler mm-hmm. and how it can change, you know, not just your cheekbones, your whole entire facial structure totally. and how it can lift, give you a little bit of lift without looking too crazy or as some people would say, unnatural. Mm-hmm. I, I do like a more natural look. I have filler in my lips. Okay. A little bit of a pout. <laughs> and... I definitely use medical grade skincare and I love, love, love the Diamond Glow facial. Yes. I absolutely love it. It is a game changer for me. What is your favorite skincare brand? My favorite skincare brand currently is Environ. Okay. And they are out of South Africa. Um, they really focus on vitamins, peptides. They they put a lot of money and energy into researching and developing their products and not putting synthetic ingredients in their products, which is very important to me. Right. And I have I have noticed a huge change in my skin from using Environ. Specifically, they have a night serum that helps to um, alleviate cortisol in the skin. Okay. So stress shows up on your skin. We've, we've all seen it and it helps to just relieve the symptoms of stress in the skin. And I've noticed a huge result from that product. So I love that. And then SPF is <laughs> my jam. You will not find me without SPF on. And I know the viewers can't see me, but I'm pretty fair. Yes. And, um, I definitely now fully understand the effects of the sun. So we have a brand called Tatiana and it is mineral only SPFs that are carried 
only exclusively in our practice. That's nice. So those SPFs I love because even though they're mineral, they're fully sheer. So you they don't give you a, a white cast or a chalkiness. Which is always super yeah. nice. I was just talking to one of my coworkers this weekend and we were even saying like during the week, like we were tinted SPF. Like yeah. I foundation is for the weekends like yeah, we wear tinted spf during the week <laughs> right tinted spf is the new foundation yeah. it's it's so important because you're protecting and then it, there's also some great brands out there that offer a little bit of coverage even up to medium coverage right so it's two steps in one and you can't beat that you really can't you and you can reapply why because yeah it's already on there reapply <laughs> till you die that's what the experts say what does your um skincare routine look like right now my skincare routine can be pretty a lot <laughs> i have seven steps i'm not gonna stop you yeah so Obviously, being involved in the industry, there are perks and and a lot of knowledge that I, I have. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to really, really treat myself. My skincare routine, I do not miss a beat, period. <laughs> I, every morning, every night, every morning, every night, I on repeat, that girl. on I repeat, that. I cleanse, I tone, I love acids. So I love salicylic, I love glycolic, and I love lactic. So usually with my toner, I'll use some sort of acid depending on what my skin's feeling like in that moment, whether it's morning, whether it's night. And I love a good vitamin A, C, and E serum. Mm -hmm. So that's usually my third step. And then I'll do during the daytime, of course, I have an eye cream and an SPF to mm-hmm. finish it out. At night, things get a little wild, <laughs> a little uh, a little wild in my bathroom. <laughs> Cleansing, toning, obviously. And then um, Environ, they have these dermal rollers. Yes, and yes, yes. I use them every other night because your skin is a barrier right. and it's doing its job. Healthy skin keeps things out, but we want these really great medical ingredients to go into our skin. Exactly. So the dermal roller has these tiny little micro channels. You just roll it on the skin. And then after I roll, I'll put on my serums and sometimes a mask, depending on the day, just how I'm feeling. You just put me onto the dermal roller. Yeah. I need to invest. So it definitely, definitely boosts your skincare game. if. If you're someone who's already into skincare and you're okay. like, all right, what's the next level? Right. Dermal rolling is it. Okay. And yeah, I always put on um, a night serum that helps to make my skin look more fresh in the morning. And then I, even though I'm naturally oily, at night you'll find me putting on a really high emollient moisturizer, just like slathering it all over my face <laughs> and neck. I Nothing makes me happier than to go to sleep and like lay down on my silk pillowcase, which is like uber moisturized skin. <laughs> I love it. You look like a glazed donut do. when you go to bed. I do. Honestly, that's the only way to be. <laughs> you have to. Your skin loses so much moisture at night. You gotta, totally. You got to do it a favor. Toss so it a bone. If you're on a deserted island and they're like, you can only take one thing from that routine, just one, what are you going to take? This feels very practical and like non-fun, but I have to say SPF because I'm on an island. Right. You know? All right. Fair enough. And it offers moisturization as well. Okay. So I figure if I, if I can only bring one thing, I'm going to be protected from the sun and then I'm going to have a little moisture in my life. Okay. You're thinking smarter. That's what I'm going to bring. 
Because I'm always saying, I, I just love my eye cream so much. And my last guest, she was like, well, hopefully they have shade. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hope that our uh, island has coconuts. So then we can just bust open a coconut and then we can just use that, you know, as something else. Love that. Yeah. Love that. We could use it as our eye cream if we wanted <laughs> I just love a good eye cream. I just, like everyone's like, "Oh my god, you have no wrinkles." I'm like, "I work hard." Yeah, that's I why I tell people very hard. I'm like, "Don't think that this is just happenstance because right. it is not. Genetics are not working in my favor." I'm telling you, I work. <laughs> I work at it. Like I said, I don't miss a beat. Right. When you're not in the practice, what are you doing for fun? So I'm really an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. I think. I feel that. So while I'm at work, I'm connecting with people all day long. I'm talking about plans for treatments. I'm helping educate them on what their options are. Right. I'm managing my team. I'm trying to be inspirational. So when I'm not at work, a lot of my time is spent just recharging my own internal battery. I love that. Again, I'm a mom of a six-year-old girl, so when I'm not at home and or when I'm not at work and she and I are at home I really try to get as much snuggle time in as possible (laughs) try to turn on a little Disney plus have her pick a movie and I just snuggle her while she watches it so cute and I love reading I love reading nonfiction. so I I love reading about people's lives which now I'm connecting that you know it's probably why I have such a passion for connecting with people in the industry and connecting with patients. I just love hearing people's real life stories and really winding down with an autobiography or, you know, something that, that shares a story of someone's life. I like that you said I'm an extroverted introvert because I tell people that the same thing about me sometimes and they like, don't get it. And I'm like, on it, like I don't get my energy from being around other people. I get it. Like I joke that I take screen breaks, so I just sometimes it's a recharge break. I just go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I just need to like have a moment, yeah, and just kind of re-energize myself, and then I can go out. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it, and I think like I get so uncomfortable that they might be uncomfortable. So I want to make sure we're all comfortable, but I don't always necessarily want to do it. You know, I don't yeah. always want to make the first move. So yeah, it's like it's that. a difficult position to be in. Um, and I think as, as I get older, I'm 33 now, so you just learn what that balance looks like and feels like for you because someone who likes to give and, and likes to make sure, like you said, exactly. that everyone else is comfortable, it can really weigh on you. So taking that time to recharge and do whatever you need to do and be in whatever position you need to be in to, to get that way is just so important to your overall well-being. And that's definitely how I like to approach things. I like used to like my recharge was like, you know what, I'm just going to like go out, go with the girls because like I love my girlfriends. I'm surrounded by the most phenomenal women in the world. I don't know how the hell I got so lucky, but like, I'm like, I'm with my girls and we're going to go out and we're going to drink and we're going to have fun. And like, as long as I'm with the girls, like that just recharges me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like still feeling depleted. So I was like, why am I not getting services done? What is wrong? That is the best way to recharge. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah, yeah. a facial, a massage, oh, like my gosh. that is like everything to me. I know it's so important. And you know, we work in that industry. So right. sometimes we end up being the last 
to treat again. ourselves because we're so inundated with with that lifestyle. But what we're experiencing is everyone else getting that done and us making sure that our right. our people are getting their self-care. So I love that you're like, okay, let's focus on making sure that I can get in the spa and that mm-hmm. I can get a facial or a massage. And I, I could definitely be a lot better about that. <laughs> and I love my esthetician because she'll like be like, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I she's know. like, I have an opening. Someone just canceled, get over here. And I'm like, okay. You know, some of our patients do it so well. They just rebook themselves for a whole year and they just do not compromise on that schedule. So mm-hmm. if they'll they'll schedule their life around their treatments and not the other way around. So their their self-care and their treatment comes first and then whatever they have to schedule around that. Right. That's how they're operating their calendar and I love that. I really admire that and I think maybe moving forward I want to try to be more I like know. them. <laughs> New Year's resolution 2023. Yeah, only <laughs> what month is it? June. We're, we're in May. So we're <laughs> only six mo- six more months of having to wait. I'll be a degenerate for now, and then I'll get my life together. Isn't that how life is? We're always like, next year right. I'm gonna do this. Next year I'm gonna right. do that. I sometimes think like my birthday is a reset, though. I kind of like to use my birthday more, but you know, sometimes it's fun to try in January. I support that because. The way I think about birthdays is it's your own personal holiday. Right. It's your day. I would agree. Like, in my practice, like, I'm like, it's your birthday. You don't work today. Right. Nope. Take the day off. Right. You know, but not everyone follows that philosophy. But I think, you know, it's let's all celebrate getting older and the fact that we're still on this earth and let's have our own personal holiday. Yeah. When's your birthday? My birthday's next Friday. Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> this, today is uh, Crystal. She's our events coordinator, senior events coordinator. She's running the entire event today on her birthday. Oh my gosh, oh bless Oh my her. God. Let's send her home. And it's so funny because I celebrate other people's birthdays like harder than mine. I'm a birthday girl. Me like too. everyone deserves it. And I'm like, girl, it's not your birthday. You need to relax. <laughs> I, I get excited about other people's birthdays too. And I've always been excited about mine. I like to, um, it's just like a celebration of them. I think it's illegal for you to pay for anything on your birthday. Um, and if anyone makes you pay, they're not your real friend. Yeah. Did no. you guys hear that? We need to start a revolution. Right. No pay birthday. No pay birthday. Obviously you have to show you your ID. You to give your but... Venmo out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to stay. I, I think I told you earlier we're going to stay later in Atlanta, mm. but birthdays are in self-care. You yeah. self-care on your birthday. Yeah. Honestly. Let's start it. Let's start that revolution. Hashtag no pay birthday. Mm-hmm. It's all your friends. It started here. <laughs> you all heard it. Um, so as we're talking about getting treatments done, um, are there any favorite providers you have right now or anyone you're following on Instagram that you just like love who are also providers? Hmm. I follow a lot of local people okay. in, for, to Ohio um, on my Instagram. And I just love the idea of supporting each other Mm -hmm. and really getting rid of the whole competition idea. Totally. I just love, I would, I, I would love to get a group of people together locally who do the same thing as I do, or, you know, maybe they are a provider in the aesthetics world and just work together to create better experiences for all of our patients. And, so yeah, I definitely follow a lot of local people and 
and it's not to you know check in on them or see what they're doing right, and be right. their competition but really be supportive and i i'm a huge huge believer in empowering the women around you exactly and really sticking together so that's that's really who i'm into there are people around us who are doing it so well and i just want to applaud them and and be one of their biggest fans and especially in ohio like no one should sleep on the midwest i mean when you think about like the people who go to med spas like you get a lot of suburbia Mm -hmm. suburban moms and especially in ohio um like I don't think people realize how big Ohio is. They don't. It's so big. They don't. So many people this weekend have been like, wait, where are you from again? Like, wait, how's business in Ohio? And it's so interesting how we view different states and different areas. And and I can see why. But yeah, it's a great, great, great place to be. Mm -hmm. A lot of people interested in aesthetic treatments, just like everywhere. I mean, this whole industry is growing at tremendous rates and it's a great time to be us is what I keep saying yeah it's a great time to be us what a fun sexy time for us yeah (laughs) I was just talking to one of the reps um this weekend and he's like you know I'm really trying to get in Chicago and I'm like it's so funny because like Midwest like we've held a couple events in the Midwest and how do we explain Midwestern people we are we're gonna say all enough that needs to be said not over the top. We're not going to undersell you. We're just honest mm-hmm. people. And so I feel like once you break past that barrier, oh, my God, we're so loyal. We're so great to you. Like, once you get in the Midwest, you can really kill it. Um, and, and that's all I could offer him. Yeah. I was like, we're just nice people. And we want the people around us to ha- to be happy and feel good. Right. And when you're running an aesthetic business and that's your goal in life for the people around you to be happy and to feel good. Right. That's what you're doing for your patients and for your clients. You genuinely want them to have an amazing experience. Totally. And then everybody wins. No one loses. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I'll say it again. It's a great time to be us. Hey folks, Alex Tiersch here, and I want to introduce you to the sponsor of today's podcast, MedModel. MedModel solves one of the largest challenges in medical aesthetics today, the lack of available and diverse models to train on. MedModel provides the ability to fill training needs with specific and available models in a detailed, searchable database. MedModel is an easy-to-use tool that can grow and optimize your business in a way that's never been done before. MedModel can also be used as a patient conversion engine, bringing new patients in your practice. There's no better way to convert patients than showing them your fantastic service during a training session. The average Botox and filler patient spends about $2,000 annually on treatments, converting just two patients per month with MedModel could mean an additional $70,000 in revenue for your practice. MedModel is currently available in the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, San Diego, and New York. Access to their database of faces is just $75 a month. The annual cost of access is less than two vials of Botox. AmSpa podcast listeners get their first three months free with code AmSpaPod. Interested in learning more? Head to www.medmodel.com or follow them on Instagram or YouTube at The MedModel. Want to schedule a demo? Shoot them a note at info at medmodel.com. Thanks so much. And it's so funny, too, because it's like when I think of like 
what makes like a Midwestern person. We have like snow and we have cold, like, you know, East Coast is like, they have just like this rigid exterior. West Coast is sunny, it's nice. Like, we're just, we're, we're just making it. <laughs> We have to. We're making it. We're doing we have what to. We, we can. got nine months of winter, okay? Nine months we are of winter. Cold. And when that sun comes out, we're not messing around. No. We are, we're out. I mean, I, I'll be the first one to say I'm putting on shorts at 50 degrees. <laughs> I, I'm that girl. Yeah, we girl. we are maybe a little premature in the <laughs> summer, but you know what? You can't blame us. Right. Really. Um, when, you, when you get to be in the chair, what is your favorite treatment to get done? Well, I did talk about Diamond Glow earlier. Mm-hmm. I love the results of the Diamond Glow. The next day, I'm just like on a high. My skin is so amazing the next day. And, you know, for two weeks after, I can really see the results. For a more relaxing experience, I definitely love a standard med spa facial. Okay. Because you're getting the re- the relaxing experience. You're getting the massage. You're getting the music in the background. That's like nature music or, you know, whatever your traditional spa music is. Right. You're, but you're also getting the, the clinical treatment of maybe like a peel That's or really some cool. sort of yeah. enzyme or something like that. So if I have to pick, I'm definitely doing that traditional med spa facial customized to my needs exactly it's 60 minutes long I can forget about everything in that moment and I can just be present and relaxed and just really feeling taken care of I really hate when I fall asleep during my facial I'm like come on girl we were supposed to feel the whole thing you missed you missed part of the experience and but I do know from a provider standpoint when you fall asleep it makes providers feel so good. Like they're like, yes, I have the touch. So even though you're missing part of the experience, just know that your provider is like, I am amazing. I made this person fall asleep. That's how relaxed they are. Okay. So to the lady at the win who gave me my facial in Vegas in January, you're great. You're so great. You're doing well. Wasn't embarrassing when I snored myself awake. <laughs> Absolutely, but that's a different story. She's used to it. It's fine. <laughs> it's not her first time at the rodeo. It's fine, no. <laughs> so you guys play music in the practice. Mm-hmm. People are getting treatments done. What music are you guys playing? We have a great playlist. So uh, all of my team members are so fun. Okay. We love to have a good time and... We play um, like uh, different various Pandora stations through Sonos speakers, Bluetooth speakers around the practice. And it's fun because on different days we'll pick different vibes and then we'll have like events. And then obviously when we have events, it's Beyonce radio. That's just it. So you listen to gospel music. Got it. That's my (laughs) rule. I'm like, all right, it's event day. Someone turn on Beyonce radio. So, yeah, we do like a different eclectic vibe of we like to do some 90s music because everyone knows in some ways the 90s are back. Right. And a lot of us who kind of grew up in the 90s. With my money feels nostalgic. Right. Right. And then we like to do a lot of like 60s, 70s funk. Oh, different. Yeah. And then Dr. Donaldson, he actually prefers to play rap music in the OR. So when he's operating, he is definitely jamming in there. And then in our spa, it's very relaxing. You feel like you're like on a Mediterranean vacation or you're somewhere, (laughs) um, you know, in Eastern Asia, maybe there's different sounds and or you're you're out on a hike and there's birds and there's waterfalls. So 
we we just like to change it up and make sure that everyone feels that the vibe of the music and the experience that we're trying to provide kind of mesh well together. I, the funk, that's different. I've I've asked this question so many times and I never heard that one, but I can only imagine it's kind of fun. Yeah, like, it is fun. Everyone's moving and grooving. You have to have fun. You spend so much time at work and right. there's a statistic that apparently 70% of Americans do not like their job or dread going to work. Oh my gosh. So that statistic always shocks me because I am so lucky in my life to have never experienced that. Right. And the people I work with seem to reflect that as well. So we just, we just want to have fun and we spend so much time there. Like, let's make it a good time. (laughs) Do you have anything that you're like known for in the practice? Like, is there anything they like poke fun at you about? Or do you have like a funny nickname or anything like that? So kind of on the topic of music something that I'm sort of known for is I love when Britney Spears music comes on to dance like Britney Spears so (laughs) I'll be in the clinical provider's office and like Toxic by Britney Spears will come on or something and I I somehow remember the choreography from the the videos from the music videos it's like MTV (laughs) TRL days right that I will pull out the Britney Spears choreography for that music and like I have to dance to it I just absolutely have to and it and I'm known for that (laughs) casual no big deal no big deal like I said you got to have fun and but I'm also I I think I'm I've heard this I'm known for bringing a really relaxing and grounding type of energy to the practice as well especially in times of stress or chaos and um, definitely just being sort of a pillar that people can lean on. And someone said the other day, I have a poker face when it comes to stressful situations. Like, I'm just like, everything's fine. (laughs) It's like that meme where the things are burning around you (laughs) and the guy's like sitting in the chair and he's like, everything's fine, I'm fine, it's fine. I'm fine, you're fine, we're fine. I would say that's, that's another thing that I'm known for in the practice. Oh, that's nice. I love a good calming friend. Uh, Crystal, it is her birthday today. She is running the event and she just like, all the calm vibes, like the event will be on fire and I'm like, man, how are we gonna pull this off? And Crystal's like- I'm manifesting We're gonna figure it out. I'm manifesting the calmness everything's fine you know what I've gone through so many stressful days in my career totally working in the salon and spa industry it's it's chaos sometimes and um, you know you just learn that the day will end and tomorrow is a new one and everything's fine you have great vibes love your vibes Jill thank you (laughs) So this is my favorite part of the podcast. These are three questions that I don't know if anyone cares about, but I do. (laughs) So my first question is, what is your zodiac sign? Well, I'm a Leo. Oh, that is surprising. Yes. I I feel like I have some of the aspects of the traditional Leo. um, Loyalty. Okay. Courage. um, Steadfastness. Okay. And sometimes... I do love to be the center of attention. As you so, should. As that, you should, Queen. That's a Leo. Um, supposedly, that's part of being a Leo. So, But yeah, I think um, when the sun comes out, I come alive. So that feels very Leo aligned right. as well. Yeah, that's very Leo aligned. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. You are so cool. <laughs> and then um, what's your go-to drink? 
My go-to drink is definitely a local craft beer. Okay. I love supporting local breweries. Maybe people don't know this about the Midwest or about Columbus, Ohio in general, but we love local craft brew. Okay. And we have a ton of small local businesses that craft their own beer. And it's such a great community that supports these businesses. Mm -hmm. And we'll go out and patio sit and just just sip on different crafts and it's it's a big part of our culture in the city definitely yeah it's the same with chicago i mean we have um well i think lagunitas is technically out of california but Mm -hmm. they have factories in chicago and then we have uh 312 we have goose island so i'm a goose island girl to the day i I die when i was i think 22 i went to milwaukee on a trip and Mm -hmm. it was all about beer and it was all about cheese and I was like these That's are my amazing. two favorite things in the world amazing I belong here yeah and it really kick-started my love for craft brew and the Columbus market is really 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 on top of things and coming out with some amazing drinks and okay. and locally owned bars and craft beer breweries so having a lot of fun with that that is so cool yeah we have a lot of similarities, too. I kind of love that. I kind of really love I know. that. Next time I'm in Chicago, you know I'm texting you. Oh, you have to. I, I know the land. <laughs> I've been I there long Chicago. enough. I love Chicago. Yeah. We have a lot of fun there. And it's just like I was telling you earlier, it's so cool that like it's a big city, but we've somehow made it feel like a small mm-hmm. city. Yeah. Um, so Midwest skyscrapers and we are the we bring the connection we bring the connection we We bring people together exactly we are the glue of america (laughs) the glue of america (laughs) um you can hashtag that as well okay um what do we say glue of america no pay birthday no pay birthday glue of america hashtag midwest (laughs) (laughs) and my last question is what tv show are you currently binging Ooh, you know, I started watching this show called Modern Love. I love <gasps> that show. It's so good. It's, so, it's good. so good. I cry almost every episode. Yeah. It's yeah. based on a New York, uh, the New Yorker magazine, mm-hmm. one of their columns about people who write in about love stories in their life. And maybe some of them are not so traditional, which is so beautiful to see and, yeah. and bring to light and show the diff- all the different aspects of love and relationships. And I definitely just binge watched the entire season one and I'm on to season two. So good. It's and so I'm good. loving it. You would really like this show, Easy. It's on Netflix, and it's kind of similar. It's, I mean, it's an anthology, but the um, different stories actually do end up mixing with each other, and it's really nice because I like it because it's placed in Chicago, and we have a lot of shows about like violence and fire and yeah. like I police. Go in, right, I go <laughs> anywhere, and people are like, "Is Chicago really that dangerous?" And so, like, there are really no shows that are like about Chicago and just us like living and existing and living everyday mm-hmm. life like they do in New York or California. So, Easy is that's a really good one. Yeah. I've I've watched it. Oh my god, probably twelve times over. People come over and I'm like, "Oh my god, you have to watch the okay, show." I'll watch Easy. Yeah, I've also been watching. 
um, The First Lady, which is so good. Okay. It's, I believe, on HBO, and it spotlights three of the first ladies of the presidents of the United States. That's really cool. I am obsessed with the Obamas. <laughs> so when you said Chicago, I'm like, obviously, I'm thinking of Michelle and Barack Obama. Right. And it, spot, it spotlights, you know, their individual story and how they came together and, you know, Cute. maybe things that we didn't know before we knew them. Yeah. And then Betty Ford is is in there who I'm, I think think is a really good she was a really early adopter of like having compassion for people who suffer with addiction alcoholism things like that so she's on there and I'm really really liking that show as well been binge watching the first lady okay I'm putting that on my list I like I don't know I'm just I don't like to watch what everyone else is watching if that makes sense like if everyone's like oh my god you have to watch this show and it's like number one on Netflix I'm like I want to just kind of find it on my own (laughs) I'm that way too except for with Bridgerton I so jumped on the Bridgerton train and I watched all of it very quickly and I don't regret it. I jumped on the euphoria train. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I haven't that seen that a, one. I got um, COVID in December and it was asymptomatic because mm-hmm. I'm double vaccine boosted. So I was just at home twiddling my thumbs. I think I coughed three times and I'm like, <laughs> what do I do with all of this free time? So I'm like, you know what? Everyone talks about mm-hmm. euphoria. I'm a big Twitter person and everyone was like tweeting about it and I was like, all right, let's see what they're talking about. Yeah, and I haven't jumped I'm on obsessed. that train yet, but when I do, I'll let you know. You have to let me know. Okay. It is, yeah, it's a good one. Jill, how can the people find you? So you can find me. I'm featured a lot on Donaldson Plastic Surgery's Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Donaldson Plastic Surgery. And then is there anything else you want the people to know? I just, I'm so grateful to be here this weekend and to be a member with AmSpa and to be able to connect with peers and, and start building relationships. And like I spoke on earlier, just like really working hard to break down the barriers of competition and, and, you know, not connecting and especially with women, Mm -hmm. like we have to come together and we have to support each other. And these are the types of organizations that help us to get there. And, you know, these are the types of events that really bring people together and help share industry knowledge. You know, it doesn't have to be a secret. We can all lift each other up and And when Alex was speaking at the very beginning of this conference, you know, he kind of said the same thing. One of my favorite quotes is a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's so true. And and he did say that. And, you know, we don't have to be competing against each other. We can just be in support of each other. And just him setting the tone at the very beginning for that really showed me that I am in the right spot and that I've definitely, you know, I'm a member for a reason and I'm definitely happy that I'm here and I'm so thankful that you asked me to join you today. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so glad you joined me. I know I kind of threw you on the fly there and was like, do you want to do this? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love having conversations. And I love that we can showcase members like you and so people can be like oh anyone can be an AmSpa member anyone yeah, yeah. if you're in the industry get on yeah get here. on in here guys <laughs> there's lots of room I am at every AmSpa event so if you guys are here and you want to have a conversation and you want to hang out come find me I'd love to have you on the podcast love to buy you a drink um, Jill has been so amazing talking with you and I'll see you crazy kids on the next episode <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
This has been the American Med Spa Association podcast, Medical Spa Insider. In another special member spotlight edition, membership relationship development specialist, Michaela Bailey, sat down with Jill Hawkins, Aesthetic Experience Director at Donaldson Plastic Surgery and Aesthetic Solutions. 